Hello, humans, and welcome hey. to Audio Face, an irreverent podcast about the music news and music culture that mostly matters. I'm Dan. I am Sean. This is episode 257. Thought I was going to forget it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you, what just happened? It looks like you accidentally copy pasted something into the doc, but it's all good. I got it. Um, anyways, we are what the hell? <laughs> new hey. year, new year, new me. Uh. <laughs> We've we done a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff that will never be visible to the audience to, like, theoretically make Audio Face run smoother with varying results. But nevertheless, we have a lot of new music to get to. I'm actually really excited because there was a lot of stuff I discovered this week that I enjoyed. Um, not everything, but a lot. <laughs> and, uh, we'll, we have uh, album reviews, as we always do, because this is an album reviews podcast. We care about albums here. Even an album. Even an album. Shout out yeah. Grammys tonight. Um, I'm doing a little Grammys party, actually. Um at my place like a little grammy's watch party because i live around a bunch of musicians now and i i'm really excited about that you're welcome to come out but like also fuck driving out to la well i have a check ride tomorrow morning for my instructor rating so that will not be happening yeah totally i mean i i, I keep i want to invite you to more things but i'm like yeah it's busy as shit whatever <laughs> when i'm in uh, in a couple months when i'm not busy then yeah hell yeah <clears throat> um anyways on the album side because it's an album reviews podcast like i said we have new rundown. Who's this? Uh, my my 21st Century Blues by Ray. Heavy Heavy by Young Fathers. And The Color Gray, period, in all lowercase letters. By Jeff, period, in all lowercase letters. So we have... <laughs> um, and that was a Sean recommendation, too. Which is like, okay, Sean. All right, Sean. N- not, of course, that I would doubt your musical um, choices on this fine established like, podcast here. but like Flexing on these hoes. Yeah, no, no, that was... Sean Yon, Raya Fulham. Okay, but we also have singles from St. John, Ellie Golding, Caroline Polachek, and Miley Cyrus. The first, or the last of which I just mentioned, we'll talk about now. So, uh, Flowers by Miley Cyrus is at least one of her like more recent releases. Definitely like first release of the year. I'm not sure exactly what... Um, yeah, I definitely have not like listened to Miley Cyrus in a minute or a lot, but I was pleasant. Oh, yeah, I think Plastic Hearts was her. No, no, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah, because that was another one was a live tour. So Plastic Hearts was her live thing, last thing. And so we have flowers here. I'll play a little bit of that. Also, forgive me because you'll get to hear this live audience, but I'm still figuring out how to control it live. So <laughs> we'll play like 20, 30 seconds of it. Uh, Sean, if you want to pause it i i guess we'll introduce that dynamic into it but uh feel free and yeah we'll play some of flowers by miley cyrus here no regret i forgive every word you say Ooh, i didn't want to leave baby i didn't want to fight started to cry but then remembered i i can buy myself flowers and pop like it's nothing spectacular but it's decent yeah i like the production in it generally i think they did a decent job with that on that end because mm-hmm. uh you know miley cyrus's production has been kind of all over the place she's at this point it's kind of Very weird to true. say but like she's a seasoned pop star now um oh, absolutely yeah yeah, we we us us oldens over here remember the Hannah Montana days, but um, this is I mean like you know it, it's decent non-offensive pop, and so I was kind of fine with it. Um, yeah. but yeah, nothing like super crazy to say about it. Yeah, it's decent. It's yeah. not bad. 
Moving on, we have Bunny is a <clears throat> Writer by Caroline Polachek, which um, is, oh no, actually, no, I was thinking about the other one. But Caroline Polachek is starting to like rise up a lot, being a really interesting pop artist. I would relate her a lot to, I actually, she did appear on Charlie XCX's last record, Crash. Mm-hmm. So um, similar in that vein. In fact, the um, in post, I'll put the uh, album cover to the side of us that's that's mm-hmm. the direction and and you'll see it kind of evokes crash because it has like a car mirror and stuff like that but um the song was off of a blood and butter sort of like ep i think she's going to be releasing a little bit more later but mm-hmm. even though blood and butter is the title track in the first track i think bunny is the writer's the most popular song and also the song that a lot of people are listening to and also like the really really good sounding song so i'll play a little bit of that here Bunny is a writer, sad all I can find her, no sympathy, ain't nothing for free, Bunny is a writer. Not sure how I feel about the random baby noise behind it, but I love that bass line. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it reminds me a bit of Charlie XCX, honestly, with how the production is and whatnot, but I like it. I really like that bass line a lot. I like the production. Um... I always like that style of pop, like the. Um, We've kind of coined darker, as, yeah, but... yeah. We've coined as darker pop lately because of how um, things have been. You know, like Billie Eilish, for example, has kind of really pioneered that sound where you're almost subtracting noises from the music, and so the production really relies on a lot of the rhythmic things, like the drum, like the bass, but also the vocalists. And I think uh, Caroline really shines in this record too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Moving on, uh, I'm managing kind of well with this. This is the one I was thinking of. So Ellie Goldling, um, Golding, sorry. uh, Golding? (laughs) Ellie Golding's Like a Savior was sent by ghost producer Annie, who um, has done some of, like, the design work on the show and helped with that. And... She described this as like if she got into the recording studio with the weekend producers. And, you know... That can turn out a lot of ways, but we've been liking the weekend a lot lately, and I think that this is a good call as well. So we're gonna play a little bit of "Like a Savior" by Ellie Golding, and then um, give a little bit of our thoughts to the weekendiness of this record. Yeah, I would say oh, I, I, that's funny. I didn't even think of like comparison to the weekend's producers, but <laughs> I could see it. I could hear it now. I even hear a little bit of like Madonna in that, just like do 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 kind of stuff that happens like that. Like, of course, it's not like a Madonna <laughs> trope thing. Like, it's a you know often happens in pop. But I think of a lot of Madonna songs having those like little flares in the background that add some mm-hmm. like style to it. Fair play, but, yeah. That's good. I liked I liked it overall. Yeah, it was overall a solid track, so thank you, Annie, for sending it out. And I'll definitely keep a track of Ellie Golding, who I haven't heard much of, but she has like a insane amount of listens on Spotify. So I feel like she's one of those artists who like is a vocalist on a lot of yeah, electronic music. <laughs> and therefore, like through that, um yes. 
Shit's a lot. But also, she's been on a lot of, like, you know, film sh- soundtracks. She was on the Game of Thrones soundtrack. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. So, Hunger Games, even. So, definitely done a lot, for sure. Um, mm. <sighs> how many times do I have to teach this lesson, old man? Okay, and last album, or last <sighs> single we have for Hot New Singles this week is um, a-, a friend of the podcast, St. John. Now... We ranked St. John's, um, what was it, While the World Was Burning, that came out in 2020, Horrible. as, yeah, like, flaming hot garbage. One of the worst things ever. Uh, Biggs Burke, who apparently does production work around uh, St. John, like, called me out in a comment saying I didn't know what I was talking about when it came to music. <laughs> Dude, we got, we, we got people hella mad at us for that review. And, you know, it was uh, funny. some music publications would react to that and then chase the clicks and go, oh, we were wrong. We actually are going to acquiesce to the crowds of drones who somehow like this stuff and uh, change our review. <laughs> wrong. Wrong podcast. We double down. We quadruple down. And so now you have overstimulated, which, you know, as I was watching this, I, I was listening to this before the podcast. There were certain parts I you know, like, cringe laughed at. So I'm going to see if I can get to one of those parts here. Um, Because you'll see in the album cover that I'll put in post, like, you see, like, black, 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 all over it. Mm -hmm. So um, let's see, like, kind of where he's coming from in this and see if we approach the right lyric. Oh, yeah. Look, I don't give life advice for niggas halfway through the grave Had vision, that shit showed me a pathway through the maze You don't know what it is, I spent in my last days here afraid But I'm in Jordan mode forever, I'm past fading away I prefer all my truth off the internet, my nigga I'm starting to believe that they might intercept my thoughts The misinformation has always been a threat, my nigga Do you not see the way they question Johnny Depp and Carl? Don't wanna be friends, but ain't no... <laughs> There's not only that lyric, there's, yeah, the why'd you question Johnny Depp in court bit, but there was also earlier, and that like was one of the lyrics I went with. Yeah, it was like, Black Lives Matter, but the blondes still know me. <laughs> I'm like, uh... What? This is... <laughs> I, I almost stopped myself from Uncle Ruckus saying, this is what happens when you don't have, like, you take hood rats and you don't give them, like, a proper analysis to, like, the world and what's going on. So they're like, okay, like... It's Migos, and we're doing a Black Lives Matter trace. Like, no, come on, man. Just, just chill out. Just stick stick to your trap, and that's what you know best. Uh, leave it to No Name and other rappers who are a lot better versed in that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't really know, especially, you know, this fits very much in the um, St. John aesthetic of... Uh, Bad I stuff. I can't say that word on, on Twitch, so... Um, it's, it's, it's just kind of dumb. It is very generic... Um, trap music and he's not good like everybody who tried to roast us for his record two years ago was wrong and this isn't a proving point because overstimulated also is absolute ass because there's actually a lot of good rap uh, and trap even that are coming out um that came out late last year that are coming out this year and stuff so and one that we're going to talk about in a little bit as well yeah my goddamn point so saint john sucks the only reason why he has any credit for anything is because there's a stupid remix of his song where you can't even tell that it's him. Oh, that yeah, that Ebenek remix. The, the, yeah. 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 We, we talked about that in 2020. Of course. Yeah. 
yeah so them's them's the breaks that how that's how that be um Anyways, those were the singles. Check out most of them. Also, want to say in chat um, to XSX Smash, who says hi, Dan and friend. That thank you. That that is hello. hello. I am friend. He is that's friend right here. His government name is actually friend. Uh, no, that that is Sean, and you will find that he is a much better host than I am of this podcast. So <laughs> de- definitely um, keep track of him and keep watching. Especially, I can't wait for those times this year where you like hit the audience with one of those like knowledge drops of like music from a long time ago. And now that I have the Spotify machine, I can like play it immediately. And then we can all realize in real time how much of a fucking genius you are. <laughs> one day. I might, have, I might have already spent all my ammo on that, but we'll see. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, it, it's all right. Um, ew, I... I New rundown, new me. I have plugs here. Okay. Um, audio face is accepting audio face, audio face opportunities. Audio face is accepting advertising opportunities. If you would like your ads read as eloquently as I am currently able to host this show, uh, email info at syndicate23.co for inquiries. Check out Power Report Live. It will be streaming back on YouTube again. I like just fixed that. Um, it's like that was a mistake. Also, Sean, can you brighten yourself up a little bit? You're kind of dark. I don't know if you're like lights on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was my background. All good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Check out PowerPort Live, YouTube.com slash Dan for the internet if you're not already. Um, special thanks to the Audio Face team who makes this all happen Austin, Kyle, and of course, Peter, who uh, masters the episodes. And if you want your music mastered or you know someone who needs their music mastered or podcasts or things like that, um, check out at PJS Mix It on Insta. That's at P, as in Peter, JS Mixed It on Insta. So, I am excited to begin talking about our first album of the week. And Sean can now see yeah. how I run the show because I'm seeing Spotify on his screen. So, it is uh, Ray's 20, My 21st Century Blues, 16 songs, 47 minutes long. And I really don't know a lot about Ray going in. I Yeah, I guess this is her first like properly released record. And I know she's got you know, top billing on a number of festivals this year. I saw her on top billing of Park Life, for example. And, you know, a lot of artists, especially after the pandemic, where there was a lot of fewer live music shows, or doing like the peaks mm-hmm. of the pandemic, of course. Um, artists are now really eager to start touring and getting out there. And you're seeing mm-hmm. a lot of classics, a lot of like the great ones are coming out there, but there's still always newer music and newer artists that are popping out there too. Enter Ray. Right. Um, this is just to get off the top an eloquently produced record i mean almost to the point where it's almost a little bit highbrow but i mean the first song is called introduction the last song is called finn and it's one of those every uh, song ends in a period type things but it is a very modern neopop read neopop not r&b uh record and I enjoyed a lot of it. I think she has a really powerful voice, both lyrically and just like her singing prowess within that. And yeah, I'm excited to talk more about this. Go on. Yeah, I like, I really like how it's made because there's a lot of different tropes that you can hear throughout it. So obviously there's like your normal neo-pop sounds with uh, Oscar winning tears, which by the way, great title for a track. I love that. Mind Uh, if I play that for a sec? Uh, yeah, go ahead. But cool. like with that track, um, you can really hear like how the production is going to be with the rest of the album when you hear that. So um, let's let it play for a sec. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to tell you about one of the many men. Name is irrelevant. Height is irrelevant. 
He was one out of ten. I wish that I knew it then. I'm still recovering. Truly invulnerable. I love a sentiment. Quickly I opened up. I learned my lesson then. Thought I was safe again. Thought he was innocent. I was so wrong. I can't deny I was stuck in a daze. Terrible phase. It was convincing though. Very believable. The role that you played. So I'll take this front row seat. Yeah, you just the production builds and builds and builds in that like first 40 seconds and you start to see like okay no no this is this is this is real ass music here i mean you get the introduction that feels like you know someone's like starting a show there's even like a fun thing like turn off your cell phones you're about to feel some shit um in the intro part and yeah you really get that this is a an upper echelon style production here with um yeah yeah and the like second track hard out here you also get like similar production of of that um and then what i like about it is the fourth track as uh, black mascara it kind of takes a more of a pivot towards more dancey more house influence and stuff so it keeps this album rolling in a really good um uh really good pace structure so that way you don't get bored with it or it's not the same you know sound the whole time there's a lot of different tropes and stuff that are used throughout it and an album that is you know, 45 minutes long, there's a lot that is packed in here, which is great. And for an Eopop record, fantastic, because I love it when you add different ideas or different tropes to a record to really make it complete. And, you know, Ray does this on on this record. Yeah, I well, when you're getting into some of those tropes, like, oftentimes that can be used in, like, a negative kind of way, where you're accidentally, or, you know, like, especially in a Neopop slash R&B record, it's usually about love and all the elements around that as it relates to the artist in question. But some neo-pop or R&B or even pop records proper wear themselves out because really? they, they only talk about one aspect of love or it's a person that you can see is just like attacking love in the same like one of three ways. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to fuck my feelings out. I'm going to cry my feelings out. I'm going to like be happy my feelings out and then like rinse repeat. Right. But in this album, you get some really good shit. Like I forget what song it was, but there's, um, I'll get to some of the features in a moment because it's very sparsely featured. Like the two main ones listed are 070 Shake and Mahalia, which are like S tier choices. Both of them on their own have released some of my favorite R&B neopop records of doing this entire podcast. When it came to Love and Compromise all the way back in 2019, we're really early in audio phase from um, Mahalia to 070 Shake with Modus Vivendi and then You Can't Kill Me, um, which came out in 2020 and 2022, respectively. those were all really phenomenal records. And so to see them on there is really good. But what I was saying when I was getting to the lyrical aspect of this that shows that's different from most R&B records is that like, there's one song on here that was like talking about how, you know, yes, there's the trope of a woman who goes into a situation with a friendly guy thinking it's just going to be friendly, but the guy's just trying to get into his pants. And like, mm-hmm. that, that's <laughs> a, a, a story as old as time. And, but in this record, you get it in the context of the music industry, which you don't really see talked about a lot, which I've had now that I have some friends in the music industry who are women, uh, I've heard about this a lot, where you get someone who like thinks you're cool. They like, they say they like your work. You're like flattered. You're talented. They invite you to the recording studio. They whip out their cock. It's just like, it's, it's always not, it's not that brazen. Of course, like that is <laughs> essentially sexual violence, but like it, that, that's pretty much the vibe that's being described here. And you get that 
in like the way she describes a lot of the stuff is just like really incredible. And I like seeing that both of us, I think like seeing that um, range in an artist's lyricism. Yeah. The features are fantastic. Like zero seven zero shake on escapism right after black mascara is a fantastic placement of that track as well. So I just, sorry to cut you off. I just want to play it like, yeah, yeah. Right. Go ahead. Yeah. To see the glass half full, at least it's the part of two piece that I'm tripping in. And I'm already acting like a dick, not me. So you might as well stick it. Just a heartbroken bitch, high heels, six inch in the back of the nightclub, sipping champagne. I don't trust any of these bitches I'm with in the back of the taxi, sniffing cocaine. Drunk calls, drunk texts, drunk tears, drunk sex. I was looking for a man who was on the same page. Back to the intro, back to the bar, to the Bentley, to the hotel, to my old yeah. And it breaks up the record to where you have all these different tropes, but it still plays smoothly, right? It doesn't bring it to a halt. It just keeps expanding onto what the sound that develops throughout the whole project. And that's what I love about this record. Yeah. Uh, it's a really, really good, really, really good record. Feel free to talk about the rest as well. Sorry, I, it, I'm playing the music live for the first time. And so I don't feel bad cutting off Sean in the edit because it's like, oh, he's talking about it. Let me throw in the song and then he'll continue. But now it's kind of annoying because I'm cutting off Sean's flow. So like, continue talking about the record. Yeah, I mean, it, <coughs> the um, second half of the record is good too. Like you have Flip, Flip a Switch, which is a track I like a lot where it's like this... Um, blend of neo-pop trap you know just that sound that i like a lot that if it's done right it's good like mixing spoken word with singing too um and then by dysmorphia uh, environmental anxiety both really good tracks too and then that's that leads you up to five star hotels with Mal- uh, um why am i tripping mahalia. Uh, malaya mahalia yeah and again it's like that's where it gets to it gets to get really, really good with the neo pop sound, to where this is what modern neo pop is like striving to be, and this is where it's done fantastically well that I love. Let me play a couple of seconds of that because I just yeah. want any excuse to listen to Mahali also. I'm on the road, took the bands down to the coast. I'm trying to drink, I'm trying to smoke, set it on fire, took a choke of that. Clear in my mind, if you were mine, you would be here, we would be fine. There would be one, but we'll be high on that. Mm-hmm. And I know I've been distant, you've been loving other girls. I won't tell you who I'm kissing, yeah. Yeah, it's just really solidly produced and you get mm-hmm. a lot of you know in the production as well you get elements of not just traditional neo-pop where you're kind of taking uh the sound palette so to speak of rap and trap and pop music and you're using a lot of synthesized computer sounds and 808s but like you get some guitar strumming in there you get some like really thoughtful uses of rhythm and bass and you know even like elements of blues in there but like modernized taking to the next level it's really like the kind of stuff we want to see from uh this genre so um i've never been you know there's sometimes where i've you know been a little bit more lukewarm on neopop than others but definitely compared to other genres throughout doing the show i've never felt like oh neopop is down bad in the same way i felt like you know rock is down bad or like rap is down bad but like you definitely have a lot of artists there who are flooding the scene and they're harder to separate harder to differentiate ray is the exception and she's definitely like a um, yeah. 
front runner as far as like it's very early on to tell like what's the best album of the year for 2023 but the execution here is pretty much flawless yeah it's it's a fantastic record so you definitely want to check out the whole thing and this tune in its entirety yeah um <laughs> arbitrary scale we do arbitrary scales every week on audio face because our review is our review um if you have any random thoughts about or you wish you th- had a letter grade or a number grade to it i'm sorry we're not going to quite do that every week we change up the ranking scale and this week is going to be number of chinese spy balloons floating over the continental united states um is more better is less better i don't know we report you decide so <laughs> i'm gonna give this uh i don't give this eight chinese spy balloons floating over um all of the finest, most tremendous bases uh, that America has to offer. The Montana one, the, the Dakota one, the uh, Carolina one, just, you know, everything. Let's go to the Aleutian Islands up in Alaska. We're, we're getting that military base, too. I'm giving this um, uh, four spy balloons plus one Zeppelin balloon. It's like one giant airship balloon. Plus me flying by it, shaking my wings, saying what's up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's going to be hard to ca- carry the two on that and, like, do the math. But, you know, it's okay. It'll work out. Uh, checking it in chat. That's, the- that's the point of the fucking scale. Damn right. Uh, checking it in <laughs> chat. Uh, Smash asks the spelling of your name. And that's a great second question to ask once you learn Sean's name. And, of course, no, it's the please. correct spelling. And it's S-E-A. That's the only spelling. The correct. Um, God's it's, spelling, it's, if you will. It's God's way, exactly. God's plan. <laughs> free, free Ireland. Okay. Um... This is the complicated bit because there we go. There we go. Next album we have is by oh, yeah. it's Heavy Heavy by Young Fathers. God damn. Ten songs, thirty-two minutes long. Thank you. Um, Got you. And also yeah. p- p- picking up on my favorite one of my favorite discussions on Audio Face, which is album covers that freak me out. This is definitely <laughs> on that discussion of album covers that freak me out, but the music is good, so I'll let it pass. Yeah, I'm not even sure how to genre categorize this even. It's like, I guess you could call it indie, but it's that it's the greatest kind of indie in which it challenges the idea of genre itself. So like the best thing I can do is just throw it into the grab bag category of indie. It's like if Death Grips decided to strip down all of their sound and and if you told Death Grips make Phoebe Bridgers sound and this is what they came up with (laughs) because they're like, we still got to make it a little dark. Yeah, it's dark, but it's definitely a lot more approachable than I'd say about 95% of Death Grips discography. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, for sure. Yeah, like it's it's almost got some like folk almost like inspirations from it that I feel from there, but it's just a lot of different bluesy type stuff. I mean, the the first song Rice I kind of liked, but I really started getting into it in I Saw, which I, I saw goes hard. Yeah, which I'll play in a couple moments because you kind of get a sense for this nebulous um, understanding of how we're describing the band. Yeah, it sounds, you know, salt makes 
sounds that are good as this s-a-u-l-t um mm. i mean this kind of just calls back that really nice almost like post grungy mid 2000s alternative but it definitely does not feel like that i'm only using that description as like a pinpoint like a mapping point for people because um again like a lot of times in indie the trap is making stuff that is too duplicative or too similar to stuff that sounds from a certain era and not holding faith to the true idea of indie and like doing something super unique and pushing that forward but yeah this sounds like no i see this is that unique sound where it's really pushing forward where like example after i saw you have drum and tell somebody and like those songs develop to like they're slow and they build to this beautiful sound to where it's really experimental on how it's done to where you can feel how dark the theme is but it still has some light tropes at the end of it and you have like almost orchestral imp- um, inputs into it as well on top of like almost early M83 sounds that are in it too. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's so much that's in here that I love. I did not expect it when like Never Judge a Book by its cover. I saw the album cover. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to get. I'm like, let's hear it. Listen, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I specifically wanted and kind of just like felt this week that like, no, no, I, I want that like discovery of new music again where like, you know, here's an it's artist who's that. done, here's an artist who's done some things. I've heard a little bit of stuff, whatever. Like, no, this is a week where I started just listening to some actual music fucking discovery. And it's definitely great for my brain. But yeah, this was really good. And I also want to get into a couple of songs down with <clears throat> Geronimo because I think that is other yeah, another great, good point where- track. In addition to it, and Sean, I'll, I'll have you jump in after I play this, but they are really good at making, I, I don't even understand, in a kind of like a black country new roadway, like the lyrics are kind of noise and like gibberish, but they're like ethereal and they provide a feeling that is still thoughtful in a way that I think is like unique to indie. Because like a lot of um, our favorite alternative rock indie bands, Sea Gorillas, Sea Radiohead, the lyrics... they're there they have meaning but they're also meant to be very abstract and i think you that that helps in enjoying a lot of the sound itself but that being said here's a little bit of geronimo I mean, the last thing I'll say is that that song, especially on this like third listener so I've done of it, that invokes Animal Collective for me, which is like a very good. Oh. That's a very that's a very tall order for me. That's a very that's a lot of honor yeah. I'm giving on that. Yeah, I could actually really see like early Animal Collective in that sound. Yeah, that's actually a perfect comparison. How it is, I love Granos. It just it builds and builds, and when you get to the end of it, it's just like this just crescendo of sounds. It's just wonderful. It's such a good track. Um, <clears throat> later on throughout the throughout the record, because um, it's a pretty short record with how it is, right? It's only thirty two minutes, ten songs. Very you easy have, to get into. Oh, super easy to get into. You have like sink or swim, which is like the faster pace to me. To me, where it sounds like a little bit like death gripsy, if you can say that. Um, with how it's done, and then holy moly, I really like the synth drums that you hear on that plus the bass line. 
And then Be Your Lady at the end ends it really well with a slower track that kind of wraps that whole project. But it's very experimental how it is because it's slow and then it builds and then it gets super chaotic in the middle. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, fantastic record. This is, this is one of the many reasons why I love doing this podcast. Where it's like, I've never heard of Young the Fathers, but I love this record. I think they're pretty new. I mean, actually, no. They've been making some music since 2013. I might have actually heard them heard them because Cocoa Sugar, that uh, album cover, I remember that seeing that album cover before. So I might have actually heard some songs from them before, probably on like Sirius XMU or some random shit, knowing me. Of course. Past the years, but <clears throat> it's not something that I've really like got into. But this, the Heavy Heavy is... An amazing thing. I'm now going to really look throughout their discography and see. Yeah, it is definitely a... Um, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it is a... Glad to do this podcast. I'm glad to have this kind of um, experience with it, too, because... Yeah, I'll play a little bit of the end of Be Your Lady, and I'll try to capture that point where it kind of switches between that, you know, more chaotic thing and the, you know, grander stuff. Slow, and then it goes back up. Yeah. That is that is smooth. I mean, like it's abrupt, it's but it's so smooth cool. at the same time. And yeah. I love how during that chaotic part, I mean, it almost feels like a like like that's inspired by like <laughs> almost want to say like tribal dancing. Like so if you get that, like it's off. It feels like it's off of a normal four four like time signature, but it feels mm-hmm. like like West African tribal, like sort of like a, a Negro spiritual almost like you get that sort of energy. Like <laughs> I, 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 I'm forcing Sean to like tap every single break possible. Like <laughs> pull up the land. Sean is that one um, flight at Austin, Texas that like FedEx plane that almost clipped the other plane where he's like 77 feet, 77. Okay. L- l- launch up, launch up, launch up, launch up. <laughs> you gotta get out of that shit. Dude, seen that, seen that flight radar track you sent me straight up with me like, severe anxiety heart palpitations <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh whoever um works at atc there is getting all the smoke oh god yeah <laughs> you're getting a special chat Absolutely. with the fa <laughs> do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. hey chris hansen take a seat <laughs> um but yeah this is it is some damn good indie. I'm going to send this to like all my indie heads. You should too if you are an indie Absolutely. head. This is going to be one of your probably on constant rotation. And it is incredibly approachable at 30 minutes. I think this is some notes that a lot of other indie music could take. I don't know, Sean. I, I'm feeling like this is going to be one of those albums that might be like an example I toss back to constantly throughout the year like we always do. That's like, well, like I mean... Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, comparing it to this. I mean, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so really solid track. Loved reviewing it. 
Arbitrary Scale. We do Arbitrary Scales every week on AudioFace because our review is our review. We told you exactly how we feel. And usually we try to shy away from like exact number or ranking systems because mm-hmm. we're not Fanthony Antano. But this week we're going to be doing a number of Chinese spy balloons as our very timely and relevant Arbitrary Scale. Now, is more better? Is less better? We report you decide. Fair balance, unafraid. Um, <laughs> this one is going to be... Uh, the Hindenburg before it like hit the United States. So like when it was flying over like Western Europe, things were chilling. It was like real nice, real clean, like smooth flight, nothing but quick hots, real nice. Just no problems going on there. What could possibly go chilling. wrong? Chilling. All right, I like it. This is um, this is one balloon, but it has countermeasures to two missiles. It has flares. <laughs> It has it has dazzlers. <laughs> it has dazzlers. It has anti radar on it, so you know. It's 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 I like that. It's a sleeper album, it's a little stealth. Um you'll get there when you get there for sure. Uh lastly, I am glad to be able to do this album with you because uh this is something I, I did not know of at all. This is an art I didn't know of at all, and you brought him up a couple weeks ago. We want to make sure we had some room on the rundown, especially earlier in the year before things get too crazy. Um, I'm getting used to OBS. Let me do one more thing. Mm -hmm. This is The Color Gray by Jev. Eight songs, 22 minutes long. And Dan has a thing for, you know, 20-minute rap albums. So, like, here we go. But this was a very surprising rap record to me because I'd say... This is a, we've done a lot of albums on this podcast, so it's really hard to like remember and say definitively. But this is the most whiplash I've gotten from a cohesive rap record ever. <laughs> so like I use the phrase <laughs> I use the phrase whiplash and cohesive because like on one moment you're getting boom bap, on the next minute you're getting trap, on the one minute you're getting a Wu Tang reference, on the next minute you're getting like killer ops. Like I don't know how it's happening, but I love it. It goes fucking hard. Yes. I randomly came across this record because I heard Where's the Confetti? Like, uh, randomly on like a shuffle, and I'm like, God damn, this goes. Like, I was studying at school, and I just hear that, and I'm like, Oh, what? Like, what's this? And I'm like, Ooh, okay, he's got a record. Let me hear this. And I just sat there, like, <laughs> <laughs> She was a 13! <laughs> okay, let, let, let's play a little bit so people can have a little bit of that. Please. Reaction. Please. What? Like, a classic, like, old jazz standard, loop it over your, mm-hmm. over your rap, four by four, hit the bars. But this is, a, like, this is a flow and a half right here. Like, this doesn't feel dated. It, I mean, it feels like you're throwing back to that classic. I mean, we did, um, I think Pascal the Landlord was this one um, mm-hmm. Asian uh, rapper who, like, had this really good way of using, like, chopping up old school, like, rap flows. But... Yeah. Also combining that and doing like newer, like sorry, old school rap beats with newer school rap lyrical flows, right? So being able to kind of like hit with some of the best of them and stay modern does it to a T. This is like phenomenal. And then the 
flow switches with and then i got the revenge because that if i oh, actually yeah. yeah that if i believe is a trap record if not then yeah, I'm it's, gonna, a, it's a trap it's yeah a trap. cool so i'm gonna play a little bit of that here features joshua raw also so really raw she throwing a tantrum, I'm leaving a week. Still whipping a civic like it was a fit of my speed being spinning. This shit just like it. My neck is out there, it need ain't a free. I think you like that part. I'm telling them, because it reminds me of uh, Denzel Curry's flow with how it's shit, Joe Rogan. Yeah, that's a good comparison. That's why I like it. Because we got a sauce spot for Denzel Curry. Absolutely. Uh, and so you're just going to have to like, you know, strap in. You got eight of these, you know, around two minutes, sometimes three minute flows here. A couple more features as well. Keza, Willie Nova also break in here. But Jeff has just got like, I, I'm alluded to my bias towards 22 minute albums because I still stand that like one of the best uh, rap projects, most cohesive rap projects of this decade so far is Vince Staples' self titled record, which we had a lot of crumbs mm. with on this podcast because it's 22 minutes. We have a kind of blurry line between like what is an album you know like a full project versus what is a drop something that is mm. largely for fans largely for diehards maybe helps them um break new audiences with like a short song here or there but it's a shorter project oftentimes it's like an ep even but yeah over the years we at first noticed that okay songs are getting shorter projects are getting shorter so let's separate albums and drops so we can respect these two types of um types of mediums right but then we started to realize uh the longer albums and even like the albums that are like 40 45 minutes long we're starting to lack some of the depth and the like grit and the cohesion of projects that were fucking south or like yeah south of 15 minutes long so we learned and we want to just reiterate on this podcast for folks that you can do a lot with very little and yes. jev hosts a effing clinic on doing that in this record it is. I'm so glad I found this thing. It is so good. So glad it, I listened to this a million times. It's fantastic. Old heads, new heads. It's it's for everybody, right? It's a, it's a record that can please everyone. Absolutely. Um, my favorite song. At the, I mean, like, it's so hard to say because it just ends so hard. Black Benz yeah. is really sick, but I think you know, mm-hmm. for everyone else, I'll play the um AITD demo. AITD. Yeah. Uh, it's just like sick. That's like a one-man Brockhampton. <laughs> like, absolute banger right there like he manages to pack some of the energy i remember in like the early odd future live shows where they're doing like f that golf wang type shit with you know this is just a demo like is he on some like jai paul shit right here like this is this is your demo this is better than finished shit right here my guy so great work great work man such a good record oh unbelievable i want this like i'm listening to this all year like forever yeah um we are working Smoking on that jeff pack <laughs> no 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 that, that means jeff's gone no no you're you're enjoying oh i think mean, you can also be enjoying the pa- whatever it's okay you well, can enjoy the pack you know well, 
We'll enjoy the. How about the the Jeb cigar, the Jeb vape. Ooh, all right, all right. This is a cigar. It's like nice. It's classy. It takes a long time. It's um, rip bozo. Anyways, mm. arbitrary scale. We do arbitrary scales every week on Audio Face. Our review is our review. We told you how we felt about that album. It should be very clear. But for some reason, if you don't understand it, because you need to listen to someone with um an arbitrary ranking system like Pitchfork, where they changes every two years when they like decide to listen to the audience and they think that the um they were wrong and the audience was right. Um, this ranking system that we're going to be using this week is Chinese spy balloons. Is more better? Is more worse? I don't know. You report. You decide. This is, this is the whole goddamn fleet flying over just like every city in America has a goddamn balloon over it. You look up, you're like, what is that? Is that- this, is, this is up. This is the movie up. up. <laughs> but all the balloons are Chinese spy balloons. <laughs> and like there's like three there's like three ups for every state. <laughs> It's like, that, it's like that Rick and Morty episode where they like blot out the sun with like this old guy's like naked body. It's just mm-hmm. like it, nothing. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, please, please, please check out this record and we'll have our 2023 playlist uh, that we'll be sharing soon. Uh, so you can keep track of all of the songs and music that we like here. Um, quick hits. Just a couple of news stories here. Yeah, quick hits. A couple of big ones, a couple of little ones. Uh, Sean, you want to take away the first one? Yeah, so uh, Daft Punk, um, Daft Punk's uh, Thomas Benatler, um, basically like the, he was the um, silver robot for Daft Punk, right? Um, he wrote a, a solo orchestral album that was going out with the ballet that I think he's commissioned a few years ago. Um, it's actually really beautiful, um, but he put it out there, so... Um, if you want to listen to it, go ahead and listen to it. It's not everybody's thing, but it's beautiful Baroque music and stuff. And it's really cool to hear like somebody who's pioneering sound of French touch and techno house, electronic music for, you know, three decades really to make an orchestral piece like this. That is absolutely gorgeous. Um, yeah, this is, it's really cool. So this is like the first work, the significance of this is that this is the first work that, um, Either of the Daft Punk robots, let alone one of them, has released since the like official split breakup adios of the band, which was we talked we covered like almost two years ago, um, this month, and was yeah of course one of our favorite bands, one of the bands that like got us into music on like a first level on like a high level as kids, right? Um, mm-hmm. Members at syndicate23.co who support us and make things well, you can check out the archives. And we have the Daft Punk bonus episode, which was beautiful um yeah bangalter has shared uh, let's let gene uh question my french l'accouchement as the first <laughs> preview of uh mythologies and mm-hmm. yeah mythologies will be the broader um the record in april that's april i think yeah yeah so it, we, sean you, you like yourself some classical music i think Absolutely. classical music from the brain of one of the daft punk heads will probably be phenomenal we'll check that out but we should you know it's definitely been enough time and um my recording technology is much more reliable now we should do another classical music in the future. we should do another classical music thing oh, we, should, we should i would love to do that because i went hard on that f- like five years ago and you lost the recording so Whoops. hey everyone dan here um but anyways it's cool yeah especially because it is the first thing since they announced their breakup and broke my heart. Um, so it'll be cool because, uh, to see if he keeps continuing making other stuff. Because, you know, he's 
helped produce many records. Like he was on Phoenix's record and a couple others uh, people's uh, production credits. So he's still out there in the industry. So we'll see how this sounds and hopefully we get more dance stuff too in the coming years. So we'll see. We report, you decide. I, I think we'll probably, we talked about this before, but I think you'll probably get more of uh, the Daft Punk duo or you know one of them being ghost producers um for yeah. other artists and i think that's going to be more likely but yeah definitely we, we can dream and then lastly because we'd like to end audio face on a point on a fun note uh slow ties going to Poundland, which is going to sound very funny for my um audience who is not in england but um Poundland is basically for americans the 99 cent store or dollar tree <laughs> <laughs> but by that i mean slow tie has said that listen it's important that people have access to me and my music that's a direct quote from him and so as a result he is launching an intimate uk pub tour where he's going to some small pubs you know some of them are in um places like london or um bath which are like you know relatively known places and some of them are in like milton Keynes. Blackpool, Northampton, like <laughs> these are some really intimate shows and in some like really random places. This is in the lead up to um, Slow Tie's upcoming album out on March third, um, and supposed to apparently explore his love of quote unquote emotional rock music. So it'll be very interesting to hear from Slow Tie. He's got a very like wide range of like modern UK kind of like punk yes. let's say so that'll be very interesting but you know in this time where we talk about artists don't make a lot from streaming artists basically only make money from touring so as a result you have um touring companies who are like okay let's take as much money out of the artist's pocket and by the way take as much money out of the fans pocket as we possibly can you're starting to see the beginning of you know whether it's motivated by <clears throat> the taylor swift fiasco and the beyonce tickets fiasco or you know, just other things, but slow tie is like, no, I want to make sure that there are some people who can access my shows, you know, cheaply. And so tickets are a pound, you know, roughly depends on how bad Brexit's going any given week, but I'd say it's like 60 to 80 cents. Dude, the pound has dropped. Remember when the pound was, uh, <coughs> it was, uh, two us dollars was equal to one pound. Remember those days? Or yeah. it got oh, close to fuck. That. Sorry. I just checked. It's a dollar 20. Um, yeah so it hasn't I, I i get the conversions weird because like the dollars less than the yeah um but good on slow tie i think this is a good thing and i he's also probably gonna also go on tour and charge money for regular tickets so if you happen to be in um these other parts of um broke dick yuck mouth island then uh I, i'm english kick rocks um then go ahead and check out slow ties tour this has been Audio Face. Again, Audio Face Live against our lawyers' recommendations. Uh, what does it mean to play us out? You can find us, um, you can support us at syndicate23.co, become a Syndicate 23 member, five bucks a month. You get even more bonus content from Audio Face and uh, Power Report, the political show, including the big archives. I'm gonna be doing a bonus episode I need to plan with you um, after I hit the stop recording button because I need to piss like a racehorse. But um, after that, it's, I'm really on these teas. It's, it's good. Overall, it's like, you know, warms my soul, but um, it's a lot of water I'm drinking. But um, yeah, uh, Sean can be found on Twitter and Instagram if you if he trusts you or not. Actually, yeah, if he trusts you in that case. At SW Suarez, I can be found whether I trust you or not at Dan from the web on Twitter and Twitch, Dan from the internet on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. 
Audio Face Pod on TikTok. You're going to want to follow us very soon there for that. Very fun things that won't even involve our faces. And yeah, please check out the Twitch stream as we're streaming Audio Face Live for new music every week. This is this is a really fun music discoverability episode, and I will genuinely be listening to a lot of these tracks in my free time. So hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sean. Great job today. Cheers. Always. Toodaloo.